1: the Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when the idealionaire Patrick Davis takes some uh, songs that are supposed to provide clues and hints to Harj and I as to what the new theme of the day is. And we got it pretty quickly this time around. It's all about how hot it is outside. The heat of the Texas summer is upon us. Uh, So all of the songs are related to the heat. Uh, topical about how hot it is. Um, so I'm assuming at one point we're gonna get some Nelly. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I just You know it's getting hot in her Of all the songs associated with heat, hotness, yep. and temperature, uh that is among I think the one it, among it, the fan favorites.
0: I mean it's no it's no power station. <laughs> does it does anybody remember this super group? Power station. <laughs> the power station? <laughs> no. This I, was uh, Tony Thompson from Chic. Yeah, I do uh, he's a drummer. It. Robert yep. Palmer is a singer, I don't at and all. then uh, the Taylor Brothers from Duran Duran. Wow! So it's a super group that did this, and that was yeah, something like it. Hot.
1: Um, when did the super groups end? Because it was a thing for a while. Well, what there happened? Was a, to there was, the was super another
0: groups? run in the '80s with of like Damn and the Firm. Yeah,
1: and a couple like. This happened in wrestling I love Because it, it was a wrestling Thing for a while Where like The great like wrestlers Would make tag Tag teams yeah, for a compl- while stables. Remember like The Mega Powers uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Racho Man And Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. That was a big one So I, I do like When they do super groups it happens in music And wrestling But it's, it seems like In music It doesn't happen anymore
0: No I mean Every once in a while Like you had Velvet Revolver That kind of It was kind of that But it was to Guns N' Roses With a different singer That was from, <laughs> from Stone Table Pilots So it's not like Three groups It like, was only different two different
1: people Yeah different yeah. acts
0: but I, Now I think it's just their new bands, they don't necessarily call them supergroups anymore, and I don't think people,
1: like... Basically, it's too narcissistic to be like, supergroup, I'm a part of it, we're awesome, amazing, I, well, yeah, mega I, powers. Like, at the, <laughs> d- at the time, it was like... That was the day when my super...
0: Yeah. Oh, no, they had the best handshake ever. <laughs> that handshake when oh they're coming God. in and they both are acting like there's like yeah. like they're magnets like that are back between yeah. them yeah. Yeah. like oh and they grab yeah it's the best <laughs> it's the oh,
1: best man. the fact that Patrick remembers that Yeah, that how, is... do you, how do you forget that I did I, I didn't remember it wasn't it wasn't top of mind but not oh. I really got the visual as soon as you were described oh, I, was, yeah. I remember that I, no. then, I remember and, the name and, and then me. Hulk
0: Hogan had lust in his eyes for Elizabeth oh yeah, that,
1: that was it was one of the best angles ever that, that was a great angle yeah lust
0: in your eyes Hogan I see it yeah. <laughs> well done with the macho man
2: That is very impressive You can't
0: do it like it hurts your throat Oh yeah, yeah do it all night long just gotta keep drinking Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow We gotta make a promo um, Patrick's done. macho man It is
2: right now That's amazing. <laughs> You gotta lock that no, one see, in See that's
0: why I just get drunk at parties and do macho McConaughey Which is you just macho McConaughey? You just do uh, because the the cadence is the same. So you do macho. You do macho man doing Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused. So you just go, yeah, right, oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. You know what I like about high school girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I get older and they stay the same age. Yeah, tickets.
1: That is fantastic. Oh, oh,
2: my goodness. Oh, my god! What have
1: you done up? You've been saving Macho <laughs> McConaughey <laughs> till you keep keeping that to yourself right, this, this what, whole this what time? This is what
0: happens when I'm drunk at a party. Oh,
1: <laughs> man. You're about to go on vacation, so he's giving it to us. now. he's, yeah, like, he's I'm giving gonna go on it vacation. all going so to us. gonna yeah. give a Macho McConaughey. Man, you should have brought out Macho McConaughey earlier. Okay, we need Macho McConaughey maybe have a segment on the show right, during football season, man. <laughs> Seriously. Right. No, it is coming up in well, the we summertime. We well, so might need Macho McConaughey to make – just can he make more appearances? It is. On I got to figure out more more uh, Matthew
0: McConaughey lines. So I don't watch enough movies, so I need to find lines. Oh, covers. see, just this is not, See, you.
1: this this is your fault. You don't watch <laughs> enough Matthew McConaughey cinema. You don't know about the McConnaissance. We could be now being gifted with so many great takes. So many from Ma- macho McConaughey right yeah. now. Because if you say lines like. Time
0: is a flat circle. Yeah, you got to. I don't know the rest, but if things like that <laughs> will always work. From True Detective. From running, yeah, you got to watch True Detective. Because they kind of just both have nonsensical ramblings, uh, and Would it you works.
1: please go watch True Detective the first season? You have <laughs> nothing to <laughs> watch now. I was going to say, you're on vacation. Why, Why would I watch season? that? Yeah, you would love it. It's I would it not.
0: Is. It's drama. I hate dramas. <sighs> Yeah, he's
2: a comedy guy. He's watched comedies. Yeah. He said. M- I'm with you on that. Ma-
1: Matthew doesn't do comedies anymore. I know. He doesn't. He sticks to kind of dark dark comedy, dark, really dark dramas. Maybe you can find a dr- dark dramedy. Honestly, the, um, oh man, what was the movie that I, my wife walked out on that was a Matthew McConaughey movie to start the McConaughey. I was going to say, it was I like, can't think of it right now. Wasn't it Recently. Nah, it, okay, was, it was, was a wild. It was way yeah. before like you know Dallas Buyers Club and way before True Detective. Uh, but it was crazy. It was a wild one. That was kind of a dark dramedy. But he doesn't since he got got away from the rom coms. Yeah, he doesn't do any comedy no. really. He doesn't do no. that anymore. Cause he's too good for that.
0: Mm. But, but that's what I'm saying. You can do dramas with. it. I just got to figure out the lines. I just have to read the lines as Macho Man. It works.
1: Oh man, it does. All right. There you go. That was a treat, folks. That was fantastic. <laughs> uh, we could do a whole segment about Macho McConaughey right there. That was great. All right, let's get to the uh, 2024 future SEC schedule. What is Macho McConaughey? All right, you know it. Right, uh, let's get to it. Uh, we'll get to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make- We should do the uh, the schedule game with Macho
2: McConaughey. Do, <laughs> do we they do win? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. Okay. Uh, gentlemen, let's get to the, um, the schedule for Texas because uh, we got to it, of course, yesterday because when everything dropped uh, yesterday, we were still on the air. And uh, the schedule release extravaganza by the SEC, uh, they didn't waste any time. And thankfully for us, they didn't waste any time. Uh, They got right to Texas and Oklahoma, which shows you they knew that most of the hype uh, was about the new additions to the SEC in that schedule release. So Texas, now we know for 2024, first year, Uh, inaugural season in the SEC uh, they will face well just going through the schedule before they get to the SEC schedule we'll get to the non-con Colorado State then they're at Michigan Uh, they got that ULM game against Louisiana Monroe Mm -hmm. UTSA and Jeff Traylor ain't no easy win he gonna come ready for that one what you thought this was an easy win nope don't forget that game against UTSA guys that is a nail biter yes it is a nail biter until J Day Barron returns a pick to the house and then it blows Speak the game wide right open. It. And what was that third quarter? Yeah. Like mid third quarter?
2: That's when it that's Ooh. when things flip quickly.
1: And he had a bunch he had a bunch of little tricks ready for Texas. Had yeah, that he double did. pass. Yeah, he did. Uh was that onside kick too?
2: Yes, he was. Yeah, Coming Just, right out I
1: think it was right after the the halftime. Yeah, Jeff Trailer ain't playing with y'all. Yeah. He's coming in here to win. He wants this job ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, you know why I get that job? I just gotta beat Texas. So that that one worries me a little bit. Trust me. He he's 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 preparing for that game right now. Game planning. Guarantee you. No doubt. I know Trailer pretty well from his time on the 40 acres, and he's a damn good football coach. Uh then you got Oklahoma, neutral side, of course, XOU. Um, uh, and then all your rivals essentially are away from DKR. So that may be the bad news for Texas fans. You're at a and You're at Arkansas. Um, those are your two rivals. And, of course, you play Oklahoma away from DKR every year at uh, Texas OU at the State Fair in Dallas. And then you got Georgia at home, Florida at home, Mississippi State at home, Kentucky at home. Those are your home SEC matchups. That is sexy, though, to get Georgia, which uh, who knows they may be a three-time defending champ by that time. And you get uh, uh, you sorry, you get Florida at home too. And we don't know how sexy Mississippi State or Kentucky will be. They are those wild card programs in the SEC that are good every three or four years when they get you know kind of their recruiting cycles. Um, kind of come to a, a head when they actually are a veteran recruiting cycle, that's usually when they're pretty good too. Or they get a great quarterback, especially when they get a you know, an NFL first-round worthy quarterback or something like that, then those programs are really good too.
2: Yeah, I, I, as I look at this schedule and try to dissect what's going on with them, obviously the the biggest things for me were Arkansas and, and Texas A&M. That was the biggest thing for me from the very beginning. I was really excited about that. But then you get a chance to have Georgia and Florida at home. That is mm. that is big because as a as a person that goes to a lot of games, like you do go to a lot of games. I sit there and I'm looking at these games and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm used to seeing this team come here or that team comes here. We've got a whole new look. That is you're going to a brand new conference. Oh yeah. All these teams are bringing something different mm-hmm. to your schedule. Yeah, We've talked about the SEC and what we all think of it prior to joining it, and now you get a chance to be a part of it. And this year, or excuse me, 24, mm. those are the games that you're going to have. And then look into the following years, I think it's going to be a little mm. bit different too oh, because yeah. then you're going to end up having the LSUs, the Ole Misses, the Missouris again. You, I hope you keep the Texas a I hope you keep Texas A&M um, and will. you keep Arkansas on I mean, that win. schedule yeah. moving forward because those are hmm. old Southwest Conference rivalries. Mm-hmm. Uh, also Big 12 with Texas A&M. So you've, and as everybody always talks about, Texas A&M and Texas have each other's names in their fight songs. So that is where... I'm looking at right now. So I'm excited about this schedule. I'm excited about the future of the SEC. And I know a lot of people are like, Oh, you didn't even win your conference. It doesn't have it doesn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> it's about new blood, it's about new teams, it's about new fan bases mm. that are going to be totally Totally different.
1: Yeah, it's like the young the young kids say. I feel like somebody uh, cracked open the plastic because I feel brand new. Yeah, there and it Texas is. Texas will yeah. feel brand new in twenty twenty four, and it'll be new it'll, shiny <laughs> stuff. Exactly right. Brand new car smell. <laughs> exactly. For Texas, a new smell for them. <laughs> and no, I, I I think it's important for Texas, and I'm glad Sark reiterated this yesterday on social media. Important for them to th- them to focus on the here and now and the present in twenty twenty two, and sorry in twenty twenty three, excuse me, and leaving the Big Twelve. On a high note, uh, because we discussed it earlier, Texas has only won the Big 12 three times. Mm -hmm. All right. In the, what, 26, 27 years since the inception of the conference. And Oklahoma, how many times you said Oklahoma won? 14. 14. Um, and yes. And go, and, and I think it might be even more than that. that. I'll trust you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, Lowland fans, stop counting. Yeah. You can throw out any number, and Lowland fans will believe you because at this point, they don't even count. Nope. They don't even want to keep up with <laughs> like, They want 17. You're like, yeah, I know. Yeah. It It's like, actually, yeah, they don't even care. They don't even care at what the number all. is. They know it's a lot, and it's more than way more than Texas, triple, quadruple the amount of Texas, potentially. So it. To me, it is important that they kind of pro- that Sark proves to the fan base that they can compete for a championship in this league, which is not as tough as the SEC, which is the toughest conference in the history of college football. The year before they go to the SEC, how about winning the Big Twelve Conference or at least competing in the championship, getting to the yep. championship of the Big Twelve Conference? And if Sark can do that, I think he will instill a lot of confidence and positive mojo from the fan base heading into the SEC. If he does not, uh, I think a lot of Longhorn fans will come to the inconvenient truth and the unfortunate reality that, well, if Texas couldn't win the Big 12 consistently and it's a lesser league than the SEC, why would we have any belief and thought or faith that Texas would go into a tougher league, the SEC, and somehow rise to the occasion— And become the king of the conference. Right. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, So, hopefully, Sark, all gas, no excuses, this season can instill that confidence. Now, I'm not saying Texas won't ever win the SEC. They'll win the SEC. But we want to dominate the SEC. We want to dominate the Big 12. Oklahoma dominated the Big 12. They did. It was their conference. That's just the truth of it, and, and I was correct. It is fourteen. It's fourteen exactly. Yeah. And if you had to, and if I had to throw out the question to the listeners out there to you guys, who's going to win the Big Twelve? Sorry, the SEC first out of Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M. Yeah. And the truth is, you had to put money on it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you had to put a house note on it,
1: where would you go with that? <sighs> no, not no, could you could go either way. But my point is, Texas only won three of those things in the Big Twelve. Multiple different coaches, and we all know that Venable's is no Lincoln Riley, and he's no Bob Stoops. Um, But Oklahoma, you know, they've proven in the Big Twelve there've been a better football program than Texas.
2: Yeah, just to throw salt on the wound, as you said, Oklahoma has fourteen, Baylor has three, Texas has three, and K State has three.
1: Exactly. And you you're the Richie Rich of this conference. You you make you print money. Nobody even come close to you in resources, (laughs) and nobody (laughs) comes close to you in resources and and uh, kind of as a glamorous city. The cities in the Big Twelve, other than TCU and Fort Worth, are terrible. Yeah, they're not even close to being on your level. So, just let's conquer the Big Twelve the last year out. It'd be very ironic, Shakespearean irony, if Texas (laughs) could win the first Big Twelve title and the last one uh, on their way out, and that would be great. And I think the fans will be confident going into the SEC. But if they fall short this year, mm-hmm. come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> if they fall short this year, the Big 12, by the way, a new look Big 12, expanded Big 12, when Texas has the most talent in the conference and everybody expecting Texas to be a double digit win team, I think then we'd understand. We, we, we can all understand the assignment at that point.
2: Definitely need to understand the assignment. Couldn't yeah. agree more.
1: We're trending in the right direction. I love where we're going.
2: Yeah, and I mean, talent we look, wise, we got a lot of it.
1: Well, and that's and you look, too
0: talent wise (laughs) of how much better, how much harder it's recruiting in the SEC when you're competing in those schools. But if you now get a couple or three first round draft picks, which you have not had in a very long time, if you bring that in. That going into the SEC, and you get a Quinn Ewers draft in the first round, or a Worthy, or a JT Sanders draft in the first round, that elevates you going into the SEC as well, because you're not now going into where well Georgia just had five six picks in the first round, Alabama had four picks in the first round, mm-hmm. and
1: you're walking in there and go well we got a third rounder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you're right. The negative recruiting pitch against Texas, yeah, uh, it won't be as strong. Yeah. you can't say, well, we, 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 in SEC, we play against the best, and Texas plays against the Big 12. like, no, Texas plays in the SEC now, too. Mm-hmm. They have an SEC mm-hmm. schedule. And, yes, just like you pointed out, right, Texas is trending. If J.T. Sanders, X-Man, become first-round pick, Kelvin Banks, Kelvin Banks, Texas will be able to say, no, no, we develop elite talent into being first-round caliber NFL talent. We can do yeah. that here.
0: It's something else to take away from other recruiters.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, but, except, and I, I love the way – the 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 direction and trajectory that Texas is on right now, they gotta finish. Yep. Gotta finish. Yep. Gotta find a way it to changes win the Big everything. Twelve. Yeah, it, we, changes we, the way we, everybody look at yeah, everything. We can have yep. these conversations, these hypotheticals, and it's great. But I need you to go out there and win double digit games and compete mm-hmm. for a Big Twelve title. Oh, I'm not no. even saying you gotta win it because Texas only won three of them in like 26 years. So that's a lot. To yeah. <laughs> so say you gotta win it. I mean, the last guy that won it was a, hall, it's a college football Hall of Fame coach. So I'm not even saying you got to win it. Win double-digit games and get there. Can we get there?
2: That's what we need.
1: If you can't get there, then...
2: What are we talking about?
1: Exactly. <laughs> what, are we, what,
2: are we, what are we talking what are we, about? What are
1: we talking about here, yeah, guys? This so all we talking, will be We're to go into the SEC. We're going to the SEC,
2: yeah. we're gonna then, just be a team in the SEC. And get
1: molly around? Yeah. Like, come on. Let's, no, I don't I
2: don't think we'll be into molly-whopping, but I think we're going to be... If Texas does not play for a Big 12 championship, and I think we've all been in agreement from the very beginning, when you start looking at the the camaraderie that the coaching staff has now, you brought in a wide receivers coach who just was in the NFL. Um, You're bringing in different types of players, and now all these guys have now had the same voice for the last two to three years now. You have the same Mm -hmm. voice talking to you, teaching you, pushing you. We're looking for you to be able to compete at a very high level. This is the time for it. There's no better time than the present. And I believe this is the time where Sark has finally said it. When he was on the pivot with um, uh, Ryan Clark, he said, this team looks and walks and talks like my team. Well, now your team – Needs to go out there and perform at a very high level for you.
1: And let's see what happens there. Uh, specs Text Line is uh, lit with a ton of compliments oh, yeah. for my man Patrick's Macho McConaughey. <laughs> uh-huh. So everybody loves your Macho McConaughey. And, they're his, and by the way, my man TV says it was a good impression, too. He knows his Macho Man really well. Uh, also, it was Killer Joe was the movie I was thinking about. Thank you, Specs Text Line. I appreciate that and uh also here is some got some comments about our conversation about the uh Texas schedule in 2024 and whether they can win the SEC. Uh Chan says yes this year is the linchpin uh Texas uh, cuz Texas is his pick of uh, of those three teams Oklahoma, Texas and Texas and M that could win the Big 12 first. He says cuz we're trending in positive direction with player development. That is true. I will give mm-hmm. that to Sark, man. That player development is as good as it's been at Texas, I don't know, 10 years. I mean, yep. probably longer than that, 12 oh. years or so like that. You probably got to go all the way back to those. Uh, so Mac,
2: in on the talent that yeah, they had. Yeah, that Matt
1: Brown years in his prime. Um, another texter here says uh, college football playoff or bust? He said, or Urban Meyer will be rolling up in here. <laughs> no, Ur- Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer ain't coming up in here. That no. ship has sailed. Yeah, that ship has <laughs> sailed. And I, I at one point was an Urban Meyer guy, and even at this point, I'll agree, like, nah, Urban. Yeah, he ain't the answer. Keep it moving. Yes. Uh, someone says, Rod, we ain't ever winning the <laughs> SEC. We could, Texas can win the SEC. All right. Um, they yeah. don't
2: seem to believe it.
1: Well, Sark's got to make Longhorn fans believers. Yep, That's what this season about. This season is about Sark making us believe that he is a championship caliber coach and that his championship formula mm-hmm. is actually the – the, the the formula that can lead Texas to the promised land, but through you got the journey through the SEC. Yep. All right, because they're not winning the national title this year. So if you want to become a national title team, we know now it's gonna have to go through the SEC to do it, and expanded playoff to do it. Right. So if Sark's a championship coach, we need to see some evidence of it this season. Come on, come on, we need and it. I now. think we will. I well. I think we will, actually.
2: I mean, we've been thinking we will. I know I've been thinking we will since day one. Now I'm at day 3,000, so I need some
1: help <laughs> on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think he lost a, a lot of folks with the first season 5-7. Yep, yep, Got a lot of folks did. back on the bandwagon with the second season. So the third season, I think we... Everybody who is kind of on the fence because either you jumped off the bandwagon after the 5-7 and seven or was never on the bandwagon yep. or then came back on after the second year. And at this point, you're like, okay, now I just need to see him build on what he did last year, which means eight wins is not enough. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's unfair to say, but no, you got to win more than eight. And I don't even know if nine will do it. If nine gets you in a Big 12 title game, great. But if if it's only nine wins, then that's going to mean – he lost three games, and where are those three losses at, and how they lose them.
0: There it and is. Why
1: they lose them? How and why? And I that's think a lot it. of it's gonna come back to him
2: if they lose them. Come on, Sark. I got you, bro. Come on. How would it not come I back? Mean, to it's, 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 it has to be back <laughs> to him.
1: <laughs> so that's,
2: unless there's just an absolute player tanking type of situation, not not them tanking, tanking, but I'm like misfortunate play or something happens, and you're like, ah, that's not his fault great call lost mm-hmm. the ball in the lights lost the ball in the sun we've seen that happen before Come on now. so there's a lot that can go into it and by the way cb said max only conference championships in his entire hall of fame career he only has two and yeah. they're both here exactly
1: everyone's so. saying yeah. the first one that's mackevin yep and so, it, it, listen, I, I think Texas does have all the talent to do it, but they've had the talent to do it before. Gotcha. And haven't been able to get it done. But this is a new regime, new era, and everybody likes what they saw last season. Texas just has to build on that. Uh, okay, real quick before we get to Raj round the day. Also, I like the uh, – just since we're talking about SEC schedule, I do want to get to uh, the um, – Aggies schedule just really quickly, and then we'll get to the sooner schedule that we can go to around the day. Aggies, uh, they do have a Notre Dame matchup in 2024, so keep that in mind. Then they got McNeese, Bowling Green, New Mexico State. Their SEC schedule starts up with LSU. They got Missouri, Texas, and Arkansas at a neutral site. That's in Jerry World. So uh, all of their supposed rivals, they will play, even the ones that they don't really – Acknowledge the rival. They will play them at home, or at least they don't have to play them on the road. I should say because Arkansas is a neutral site, so that's really good news for the Aggies. The Longhorns have the opposite; they don't play any of their rivals at D.K.R. <laughs> Arkansas is on the road, and <laughs> on the road, and Texas, Oklahoma always at uh, Dallas at Texas State Fair. Yeah, uh, the Sooners will also—sorry, Sooners—the Aggies will also have Auburn. They'll be at Auburn, at Mississippi, at Florida, at South Carolina. Mm. I think it's a favorable schedule. There are no easy schedules in the SEC. So don't even say that. Nobody's got an easy schedule. It's favorable because you play all of your rivals at home. You can play Notre Dame, your your toughest non-conference, at home. You got your toughest non-con at home. You got all your rivals at home. That's our, not because Arkansas is neutral site. So at least all your rivals, you don't have to play them on the road. Right. They're at at least in your backyard, as you said, Harsh, because that one's in Texas, too. I like it. So I, the Aggies, to me, yeah, it's a, like I said favorable schedule. Sooners, uh, they have a uh, Temple, Tulane, <clears throat> uh, Texas, neutral site of course, Alabama, Tennessee at LSU. That'll be tough. At Ole Miss, also tough. At Auburn, we don't know what to expect from Auburn. At Missouri, then South Carolina.
2: Temple, uh, Stan Drayton. Oh, it's right. Yeah, Stan yes. Drayton.
1: Good point. Forgot yeah. about that. You're right. Uh, that's definitely, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't paid attention to what Temple's building there. I got to go do some research. Uh, on they're San not building James that doing. much yet. <laughs> he's, 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 got, he's
2: got some work to do. <laughs> he's
1: got some work to do. Yeah, he's got some um, work to do. All right, so uh, that's a little schedule uh, conversation. We come back, we'll get into um, a, really a study uh, that was done recently about breakout seasons for quarterbacks. Seems like in the last six years we've had a quarterback take a leap into a different tier, to a higher tier of performance, and it seems like we can, you know, kind of track this trend, and maybe we can predict this trend and see which quarterback this season is going to take a similar leap. We'll talk about that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful, the horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore.
0: Find out what happens when people stop being polite start getting real
1: you ain't keeping it out oh my god okay it's happening everybody stay calm what's oh like you've you done it do now it's time
2: for rod's oh. rant of the day hold on to your butt
1: All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We are just talking some NFL in the break, actually. Uh, but we'll get back to that because apparently there may be a story um, breaking potentially in the NFL in the upcoming days. But I digress. Let's get back to it. Uh, speaking of the NFL, so it's a trend uh, that's been developing in uh, the NFL the last couple of uh, Uh, Maybe the last couple of years. Actually, last six years. And I'll give summer sports some credit because that's the article that I read that initially pointed out the trend. Of course, I did some extra rabbit holing, one of my favorite activities. So basically, the, the premise is the hypothesis is basically there is a there's a leap quarterback every year. In the last six years, and based on the rules and based on the uh, the different schemes, these cheat codes, force multipliers, all these innovative, very creative offensive minds can you know consistently building around these quarterbacks and investing in the quarterback, whether it be weapons in the draft or free agency, whatever um, that you it it'll all lead to one quarterback taking a huge exponential leap in development, and we go, damn, that guy separated this year. Didn't see it happening, but. That guy, he had to, that's the leap quarterback for 2023. For 2017, Jared Goff was at QB. Um, ended up, you know, leading his team to a Super Bowl. Nobody yep. saw it coming, especially considering everybody thought he was a bust. Uh, 2018, it was Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it was Mahomes just take. You could argue took over the NFL to that and became uh, arguably the guy considered to be the best quarterback since then. Uh, 2019, Lamar Jackson. People. You know, hated on Lamar Jackson, said he should have been moved to wide receiver. It was never going to work. Ended up being a unanimous MVP, and everybody went, damn, okay, didn't see that coming. Uh, Josh Allen in 2020. I know, save the Josh Allen hatred on the Specs text line. Um, (laughs) Joe Burrow in 2021, of course, right after injury, leading his team to a Super Bowl after being the most sacked quarterback to ever play in the Super Bowl. And 2022, last season, hell, I would argue we had multiple quarterbacks have leap years jalen hurts number one last team to a uh, super bowl in the mvp conversation as well got a brand new spanking contract making new contract in the offseason this uh year uh trevor lawrence took a huge step forward uh led a team to the playoffs um and geno smith i know it sounds crazy because breakout and leap year usually happens a little bit earlier in your career but geno smith had his best season ever geno in 2022 and you could got make, paid too by the way and got paid yep. Straight cash on me and you also can make a case if you want to, but injury might have you know made this an abbreviated leap uh year for these quarterbacks two and purdy mm-hmm. both two and Purdy. Had breakout years of sorts. Now, Purdy was a rookie quarterback, so a rookie quarterback breakout year depends on your definition of it. But Tua definitely is in that category. So maybe Purdy is not, but you put Tua in that category. Uh, And one of the trends that I think uh, you notice with all of these leap years for these quarterbacks is the heavy investment in weaponry around them, Mm -hmm. right? When Jerry Goff, uh, you know, has his breakout year. The Rams signed Robert Woods. Maybe they drafted Cooper Cup uh, in the offseason before the 2017 season, giving him some primary weapons in, in that offense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in 2018, they have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Enough said. Uh, Lamar Jackson, that was the one that might be the exception to the rule. Even though they did draft Marquise Brown, they did have Mark Andrews. Um, I think the argument, I would argue, that they under. Spent in the uh, on the offensive side of the ball, but I digress. Josh Allen, remember they traded for Stefan Diggs um, in the 2020 offseason, giving him another weapon. Uh, Joe Burrow in 2021, remember they drafted Jamar Chase, one of his favorite targets from college, and he had T Higgins as well, had one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, remember the Christian Kirk signing, we all really you know criticized the very him. much so. Christian Kirk signing, ended up really resetting the wide receiver market, but ultimately gave him a great weapon and Doug Peterson really did uh, maximize Christian Kirk there, and now they're going to have Calvin Ridley, really, really going to have one of the better wide receiving cores in the league. Uh, and then Jalen Hurts, of course, they traded for A.J. Brown on top of having Devontae Smith. So one of – and I, w- I would argue that if you throw Tua in there, he had Tyreek Hill too and Jalen Waddle. That's a big part of it. And if you want to even throw – um, Jalen Hurts in there. Not Jalen Hurts, excuse me. If you want to throw Brock Purdy in there, I mean, he's got Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. So if you want to look for the next breakout leap quarterback, the quarterback to make the leap in 2023, I should say, you look for the weaponry around them. Right. That will give you a clue as to who may be ready to break out. Um, so here are your candidates, guys. You guys let me know who you think is most likely to have this leap year campaign for a quarterback, if you will. Justin Fields, Trey Lance. uh, If you want to put Brock Purdy in that category, you can throw Brock Purdy there too. Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. Hell, who even knows? Maybe Sam Darnold's in there too. Uh, (laughs) Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, uh, Jordan Love, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. Uh, Bryce Young, we'll throw the rookies in there too? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Lil, Will Levis. Oh, don't forget about Kyle Trask as well. Kyle Trask, I guess if he takes, if he wins that job against Baker Mayfield, which one of those guys? And maybe none of them do it. But like I said, recently there has been a trend. Which one of those quarterbacks I named? Do you think is most likely to take a leap? I, which was your first two? Uh, you got Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Justin Mack, Fields.
2: Justin Fields is the one Justin that Fields I'm looking at. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. He's very talented. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks that I was kind of mad at what I saw with uh, them benching him at the end of the season where he had an opportunity to break the record, the single-season rushing record for Mm -hmm. a quarterback. I thought that was weak by them, but I also believe that they went and got some players to put around him that is definitely going to help him get a bigger stride forward. So I'm going with Justin Fields.
1: I like that. Patrick, you got one? Out of all yeah, those guys? I mean, name him again. I, Justin
0: Fields is probably the easiest answer. <laughs> it is an easier answer, be- because, I agree. Well, just because the – weapons. Like, they trendy, gave him yeah. so many more weapons in the offseason. Like, they built that team to actually compete now, and basically he was with no offense for a while. None. So, mm. I I think that that – like, now that you say, well, now he has DJ Moore, Chase Claypool's there with another year, like, because he was there, what, half a year last year? No, yep. So, you add in a couple more pieces for him to be able to throw to – that running game is going to be really good. Rojo
1: and Deontay forming mm. the backfield. So I, I
0: would say if, it, and especially because for him, I think a breakout year isn't like it's a breakout, but it's not crazy.
1: No, because last year he technically had a breakout. It was just kind of a one-dimensional breakout as a yeah, rushing yeah, yeah. quarterback. Now he's asking him to add the passing elements, which I'm with you. If you want, if the clue is look at the weapons around the quarterback, and that'll that'll lead you to the quarterback who's most likely to have the leap. Uh, year in 2023, it would be Justin Fields because they got him DJ Moore and Equanimius St. Brown is there. You brought up Chase what? Claypool. He's yeah. got a lot of weapons around and the running game should yep. get a boost this year too. Absolutely. So I like that one. Um, and some Texans are bringing up, some people are saying Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's already had a break, like leap year. And he regressed. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You want guys that are going to hit the leap and then they don't regress. He already had his. We I mean, he led his team to the playoffs, and then we haven't seen that Baker really since. Um, and Dak can't, he doesn't apply here either because Dak already had it. Yo, Dak had his breakout his rookie year. He had the leap.
2: Hello. Right? was need he the rookie yeah. out of the year? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and that's,
2: MVP conversation. Exactly. That's yeah. why
1: you know, Dak really doesn't apply either. We saw guys who have, have not yet had that uh, breakout performance uh, I'm gonna go Desmond Ritter. I like a texture here too, and I like the Desmond Ritter one. Uh, we got two textures, and I think Desmond Ritter. And, and the only reason I say that is because of the weapons around him. Because he'll I mean, have, they were trying to get rid of him. They were trying to figure out they were
2: gonna draft somebody. And, and, and in why front didn't of, they? My yeah. thing was, why didn't you? Because they because they knew that they, they kept telling me, "Believe like why wouldn't yeah. you
1: draft something?" They must really believe in him. And I'm not saying he's gonna work out. I'm just saying out I of like all these though. ones, but I gotta make a yeah. bet. Yeah. It's a good bet because they got they got freaky pits, as Bucky calls them. So they got a, a tight end that can play wide receiver. They, they got Drake London. They got Drake London, an actual wide receiver, right? A big body. Mm-hmm. They got Bijan Robinson mm-hmm. and uh um, Tyler Algier Algiers. So they might yep. have the best backfield in all of the NFL two. Cordell Patterson, a running back that can also play wide play out. a wide everywhere. Can play running back. I just I think it's a nice little mix, and he may have a breakout campaign as a result of it. Uh, I mean, Taylor
2: Heineke is going to take that job from him.
1: Oh, now y'all see. But he already had it. I mean, uh, he he could he could, yeah. <laughs> he could take that job. for yeah, Technically, yeah. yeah, that's what I was, I was trying so to. He could buy some
2: new Jordans.
1: Yeah, you know what I am saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he did play in the playoffs though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had a yeah. playoff game, but I guess he didn't lead his team to the playoffs. I think Marcus
0: Mariota was the starter in that one. Uh, you might be right about that. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I would say Trey Lance, except for the fact that I don't know if he's going to be a forty nine er for very like, long. I think, I think that they that yeah. they could vary. They they've done all the the telltale signs of saying how great he is before you make a trade.
1: Yeah, if you don't consider Brock Purdy in that group that basically had a leap year last year, Brock Purdy would be top of the list, too. Yeah, because when you say weapons... Debo Samuel, Brandon IU Christian McCaffrey. George Kittle. George Kittle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Like I said, who, whoever whoever's the starter <laughs> for, is. The, for, the, for the 49ers, I agree yeah. with that. But some would argue Brock Purdy had that season last year. Uh, because he was phenomenal before he ended up getting hurt. But, yeah, if Trey Lance ends up winning that job, which I don't think he will, um, and if he does do well in the preseason, they'll just end up trading him. Um, I don't know if he'll end up having being the beneficiary of all those weapons around him. So those are some guys who could end up having those leap years uh, next season. Uh, okay, we come back. We'll get into some more off the record right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9. <laughs> Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday. That's when the idealionaire Patrick Davis uh, takes songs that are supposed to leave Harge and I with clues and hints. As to uh, what the new theme of the day is, and we got it pretty early this time around, it's all about the summer heat um, that has hit the ATX. We're just the beginning of the summer, but it's already hot as you know what, and all the songs are related to uh, the heat, how hot it is, or... Something along those lines. Um, all right. You can be a part of the show. Specs text line the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. Uh, gentlemen, do you watch Hard Knocks, the HBO reality show about training camp for a specific NFL team? One of my favorites. So you're you're, uh, you're a big I'm, fan. I'm, I'm in you never missed it. You never I'm, miss I'm a season. i watched it every season. Uh, I know. Okay, Patrick, dude, nope. don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no, I would have been, been flabbergasted if yeah, Patrick yeah. would been like, "Oh yeah, watch it all the time." Uh, well, yes, that's yeah. So it's a reality show. HBO does about. It. I'm sure you know exactly what it is, Patrick. But um, the NFL now, apparently, based on reports, are having a hard time, struggling, struggling mm-hmm. to help find to have find a team willing to do hard knocks this season. Now. They are apparently so desperate. In fact, they are reaching out to the Lions, who did it last year, to do it back-to-back seasons, because they can't find a team that wants to be a willing participant. Now, keep in mind, based on the CBA, they can force several teams into um, basically being the hard knocks featured team. They can force the Bears, the Bears. They can force the Commanders. They can force the Saints. And they can force the Jets. I'm going J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm going Jets. Hell yeah.
2: I'm going Jets. We all are. Yeah. That's Even Patrick will watch, watch
0: it then. I, I won't. But I, I'll <laughs> see clips. I'll see clips. <laughs> uh, but you'll yeah. see what we
2: send him and say, hey, yeah, Patrick, can exactly. you get this sound for us right here? Yes.
1: Because <laughs> I, I tell you right now, I, I, I'll i probably be like Patrick if it's the Saints. The commanders, maybe, because this is kind of a. They're They're a cluster. Their cluster and I want to see Eric B. Enemy. Yep. Right? Isn't he there? At, yeah, SLC? he's their office of coordinator. I, I want to now see, we
2: can really see if he's Yeah, the I want to see him at work a
1: little bit. Exactly. Yeah. I want to see if he's actually implementing something there. Um uh, the Bears. Okay, you know what? The Bears I'd watch. Justin Fields there as their uh quarterback, now their franchise guy. Uh Roshan's there. Yeah. I'd watch yep. the Bears. Yep, I'm I would too. I mean. Yeah. I, I don't know about I don't think I'd watch the Saints. I'm not you sexy. Don't, right you now. don't want to
0: just see the Michael Michael Thomas walking to the trainer's room every day being like
1: <laughs> No man <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe we we'll get to the bottom what the hell's going on with Michael yeah. Thomas. Seriously, it's been like two years, right? Yeah, like we still really don't know exactly what's going on. He's like, it's turning to Zion. Yeah, he gets one of those guys <laughs>
0: that gets when people just get confused. Like, it's a lower body injury. You're like, come on, I'm gonna need you to.
1: deal t- a little bit more specific today. T- that. Now, lower it's a, body, it's lower body. I mean, was like, okay, well, that's a that's a lot of area. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? What you, that's a crazy. That's a place. lot of area. That, that could be
0: turf toe or right? a torn ACL. Same thing. It could be glute strained. I mean, all <laughs> types of stuff. What are we going here, it Could sir? be I'm, a
1: blister. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's going on with Chelsea, but I have no interest in uh, the Saints. But I know a lot of people do. So uh, those are the teams uh, that are in consideration to be the featured team for Hard Knocks. The NFL right now can't get teams to want to do it. And, man, they don't make the Jets do it, that would mean that Aaron Rodgers, to me, must have been whining behind the scenes about it. Like, he he made such—that he that means that he made such an issue of it to the management and to the ownership of the Jets that they drew a line in the sand. Man, like, hell no. I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers would like hard knocks. I thought so, but why would to I think he wants want to be to a reality it? TV star. Yep. Yep. He's, he's already basically got all of the narcissism associated with it. Yeah, I feel him. like he
0: would—I <laughs> feel that's more of a— the Jets being like, "Hey man, we want to have a good season. We got too many rookies. Someone's gonna say something stupid, and then that footage is gonna exist, even if you're not gonna show it. We're gonna to have to go through the editing and be like,
1: hey, can we burn all of this?'" Yeah, the NFL's gotta want the Jets to do it. They like, they gotta yeah. be thinking now. We want the Jets to do this because yep. that would be huge. It would be some of the highest. It probably be, it'd be one of the highest rated, if not the highest rated season ever. Hard knocks. It, yeah, because hard Robert knocks did. is
0: normally a team that's like not very good. Exactly. And now you're taking a team that you go, Oh yeah, last year weren't, but this year you're supposed to be yeah. competing for a Super Bowl. I
1: agree. I they gotta make it to the Jets. They don't, it'd yep. be a disappointment. All right, um, I'll check it out on my Max, since it's no longer HBO Max. It's just <laughs> Max, uh, which ironically, I know it's more on that, but no, no, no. Lost some of the appeal. All right, we come back. We'll get into a uh, little uh, NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Uh, we'll talk about Dan Quinn-Weiss, Ohio, Met Cowboys defense, uh, but also get into some Texans conversation as well. Some of the uh, training, sorry, mini camp, not training camp, mini camp notes from the Texans. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put it on the horn.